0: What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, welcome to the New Vision Podcast. My name Dr. Scott Rader. I'm the director of the Biblical Counseling Center here at New Vision. We're blessed to conduct what we call the private ministry of God's word here at New Vision. Of course, much of the ministry of God's word here is conducted publicly through preaching and teaching and gathering and sports and, and missions and serving. Uh, Biblical counseling, however, is more the confidential and the private ministry of God's word. So we have trained godly counselors and every day they use God's word to help guide people through decisions, Trials and difficult times in their lives. Well, before I continue our reading of 2 Samuel in the podcast series this morning, I just want to say this. I love the stories of the Bible. You know, in terms of literature, and make no mistake, the Bible is not simply literature per se. I mean, it is literature. It is a book. Actually, it's a collection of books. But more than that, it's the Word of God written by men who were guided by the Holy Spirit. And I will add that I think the written word of God is the most intriguing, interesting, informative, illustrative collection of accounts and stories and historical narratives. Uh, The word of God contains parables and poetry and prophecy and even songs. Uh, It's full of drama and many tragedies and descriptions of battles, and defeats, and triumphs, and victories. Uh, the Bible is a book of hope and healing, and it, and it has the power to transform our very lives. It builds us up in the faith, it encourages us, it strengthens us, but at the same time, it can humble us, and convict us, and, and even rebuke us. Well, you know, as the counseling director, I've come to embrace the full sufficiency of God's word, meaning that I fully trust that the word of God is sufficient to provide to us all that we need in order to both know God and to live as he intends us to live. Uh, God's, God's word is living. It is active. It contains uh, twists and turns and stories with truths and metaphors and, and promises that, that we can base our lives on. Above all, It contains truth. In fact, it is truth. The Word of God is truth. It is the the Logos. I said all that to say this. Man, I love the Word of God. And the more I read it, the more I hear it preached, and the more I even listen to these podcasts, the more I fall in love with God. So I want you to follow along with me now as I read just one of another amazing stories in God's Word contained here in 2 Samuel chapter 9. I believe the story of Jonathan's son Mephibosheth and King David is one of the most beautiful stories ever told in scripture. So follow along with me now as I read from 2 Samuel chapter 9 verses 1 through 13, the entire chapter, and I'll be reading from the ESV version of the Bible. And David said, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. And they called him to David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, I am your servant. And the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God to him? Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. And the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, He is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, at Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Maccur, the son of Amiel, at Lodabar. And Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and paid homage. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold, I am your servant. And David said to him, Do not fear, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. And I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your father, and you shall eat at my table always. And he paid homage and he said, What is your servant that you should show regard for a dead dog such as I? Then the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, All that belonged to Saul and to all his house I have now given to your master's grandson." And you and your sons and your servants shall till the land for him and shall bring him the produce that your master's grandson may have bread to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, shall always eat at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so will your servant do. So Mephibosheth, Ate at David's table, like one of the king's sons, and Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all who lived in Ziba's house became Mephibosheth's servants. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate always at the king's table. Now he was lame in both of his feet. Okay. So what you don't know is when these podcast series come up, we get to kind of look over the the list the. The daily um, readings and we, we get to kind of choose uh, which one we'd like to cover and for me uh, there was no mistake I wanted second Samuel chapter 9 and here's why when I first surrendered my life to full-time Christian ministry at the age of 33 I went to my then pastor and I shared the good news he of course celebrated with me and he said here's what I want you to do I want you to choose a passage a story a person in the Bible that you most relate to, and I want you to preach that message a few Sundays from now. And so for several days, I just ransacked the Word of God. I wrestled with picking one person, one story, and then God led me to 2 Samuel chapter 9. This one chapter account of a covenant keeping king who shows undeserved grace uh, to a helpless, crippled man, I saw myself. See, when Christ came looking for me, I was crippled in a life of addiction and self-centeredness. I was dying in my sin. And in my crippled state, I was indeed helpless and hopeless. My marriage was falling apart. My role as a father was failing. And I was indeed living in a place of barrenness, a place of no hope. And it was precisely then that God sought me out. And make no mistake, I was not looking for him. But he, however, came looking for me, and even as I ran away, he just kept coming after me. God pursued me, not because he needed me, but because I needed him. And he redeemed me. He saved me. And not only did he save me, though that would have been enough, but he sat me at the king's table, and he covered my sin, my my crippledness, with his goodness and mercy and his grace and his generosity And it was beyond anything I could have ever hoped or imagined. And to this day, I get to sit at the king's table. I get to dine with him. Now, a couple observations and a few applications to follow that I want us to see. First of all, we see in this story that Mephibosheth is a picture of us. It's a picture of us all. We are crippled in our sin. We are lame in both our feet. And so... We are born living in Lodabar, in a place of no hope, in a barren land. And we, like Mephibosheth, are helpless. We're unable to come to God. And by the gracious, sovereign Lord seeking us out, he sets his intention upon us. This covenant-keeping king pursues us. And like Mephibosheth, when we respond in humility, We become the objects of God's divine favor, and we are given great riches. We are restored to the kingdom. Greater than any material need, however, that we are provided, we get something far greater than that. We get this ongoing fellowship at the king's table. And when we come to the king's table, this is just a beautiful picture, our sin is hidden. It's hidden in Christ under that tablecloth. God does not see our sin, meaning he does not remind us of it. He hides it in Christ as we are elevated to a place in the family of God and made joint heirs with Christ our Lord. Now, I also want us to see that David is a pitcher, or better known as a type of Christ. David seeks out Mephibosheth to show him grace, because of another. God has saved you and me because of another, the Lord Jesus Christ. We deserve God's wrath, but Jesus takes our punishment, covers our sin, and we're accepted into the family of God on behalf of another. King David is a beautiful picture of the soon coming Christ. He is a foreshadowing of the Savior, Christ Jesus our Lord. So as we accept the invitation of this Savior, we're adopted as joint heirs. Everything that belongs to the Father now belongs to us. And as Ephesians 1.6 tells us, we are accepted in the beloved. We are accepted into the family of God. He accepts us and saves us. And so that's kind of the observation from the story. Now, the application of this, and I'm going to be very brief. And I just want to say first application is for the non-Christian, and that is to simply understand this. You are Mephibosheth. You were born crippled in sin, living in a place of no hope, and that is the bad news. But the good news, the good news is there's a covenant-keeping king, and he's seeking you out. He's pursuing you, and he's inviting you to come dine at the king's table. But you must come. We see in this story that one of the things that Mephibosheth had to do was respond to the invitation. Not in pride, but in humility. And as you do that, this king will show you kindness because of another, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the second application, for the Christian. For the one who is called by the name of Christ, the Christian The word Christian actually means you are a little Christ. That means you represent and imitate the king himself. So my challenge to you is to seek out your Mephibosheth. Show them kindness. Not because they deserve it. The Bible actually says it's easy to show kindness to those you love. But perhaps God is calling you to seek out one whom you can show an unexpected, an undeserved, gracious kind of love that says, hey, come away from Lodabar. Come with me to Jerusalem. Come with your handicap. Join me in my handicap. And together, let's dine at the king's table. What a beautiful story. I pray that it was an encouragement to you today. Join us again tomorrow as we continue in the story of King David and 2 Samuel. God bless you. Have a great day.